Hello. Welcome to episode 58 of Our Weird Life. My name's Jodie. My name's Jack. Do you think people know our names yet? They have to listen every week, yeah. But what if this is the first episode and they're just like, oh, I wish I knew their names. We've said it approximately 58 times. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. Should we stop saying it? I don't think so. Well, I don't know. Do you feel like it's we, unnecessary? How else would we enter? Enter the room. Um, I'm not sure. I think it's fine. It's just a, it's just a way of... Uh, it's our way, isn't it? I no. guess. My name's Jack. My name's Jodie. How are you doing? We're like Jack and Jill, but it's not Jack and Jill. <laughs> it's Jack and Jodie. That's true. I think it's kind of catchy, I guess. JJ. You'd hope so, wouldn't you? Mm-hmm. You would hope it wasn't like really uncatching and, and uncatching, uncatchy and annoying. Maybe we should have called ourselves like Joe and Jay. Joe and Jay. Because it sounds more like, you know. <laughs> <laughs> what does it sound more like? Like cute. Is it? Well, just more like you know. I, I think our names are fine. Jack and Jody, Joe and Jay. Welcome to Joe and Jay. <laughs> <laughs> or Jay and Jay, Jay Jay. Anyway, I'm getting off track. I see you've had a haircut. Oh, no. <laughs> I literally said to Jack just before we started, I don't know how I'm going to mention this haircut. <laughs> I was like, I probably won't even mention it. And then he straight away mentions it. Too late. It's the worst thing you can say. Yeah. You don't seem very happy with it, but I mean, I think it's, it looks really nice. It's okay. It's okay. It's just not what I wanted. Right. And it's very different. Like, he styled it very differently than mm. what. I wanted and this is like a common occurrence that me and my friends have had whilst living in Japan so how many times have you had your haircut in Japan so far probably four or five times that may, as a guy that's so funny like just the thought of only having your haircut that many times well I cut your hair I know but I cut your hair like unless I was to grow mouth. it long if I only had mine cut Four or five times during yeah. the duration of while I've been in Japan. <laughs> It'd be so long. <laughs> It'd be under my knees. Probably, yeah. Well, maybe not. I don't know. Hair slows down, doesn't it, I suppose, after a little while. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what... I don't know. I don't even know what to say about this, but it's just... It happens quite a lot. Um, I've heard from other people, other foreigners that live here, that they have trouble with hairdressers. Like, I don't know if it's... Because the texture of the hair is different or the miscommunication or mm. I'm not really sure. Um, but I've been to this hairdresser three times now and once he cut my hair like nice, it was fine. I liked it. The second time I didn't like it and the third time I didn't, like yesterday I didn't like it. And the other two times I think I had a woman do it and I liked both those times. So it might just be this particular hairdresser but... Um, there was one thing that was quite noticeable for me, which I didn't think was necessary, and that was, like, he took some very sharp scissors and, like, held strands of my hair out and sort of swooshed the scissors down my hair. I don't know how else to describe this motion, Jack. Like razoring down, you mean? Yeah, like razoring and, like, like he would with, like, a an, like a dog or something, like a dog <laughs> coat. No, I'm not saying that horrible. <laughs> Just, like, to thin it out. You know, like if some, some things got very thick hair, mm. it was like, but I have very thin and fine hair and like curly hair. And I think that that doing that is very, maybe very common with Japanese hair because it is so thick and it is very straight. But my hair is 
wavy and soft and not soft, like, what's the word? Like wispy, fine, yeah. So if you do that, it's just going to, now it has no weight to it, so now it's Mm. just sort of. It's not going to react the same way that Japanese hair No, and he, I could tell he was struggling to style it how I'd asked, which Mm. was like, imagine like Rachel from Friends kind of, um, you know, like layers like and then you know like the Rachel cut that was very popular in the 90s like that and kind of like but he he did it with the blow dry but it was like almost too fluffy Mm -hmm. and he tried to like hairspray it and I guess it just didn't work how he thought and then he straightened it and then he used like barrel curls on it and like like um like a curler and then it just was sort of flicked out like I was like a little girl with like flicked out hair and then he put, like, oil on it. So it was, like, a very... Like, this oil look as well is very popular in Japan at the moment where the hair is almost wet look. And I just don't like it at all. And it just wasn't what I showed him. I showed him, like, a very, like, bouncy do, I guess. Well, but the picture that you sent me, it looked like you'd been outside in the rain for a little bit. I don't know why yeah. they like this wet look. I don't understand that. Well, I think that we also had that at some stage, like... I remember that. I remember doing that to my own hair, like mm. with gel. But, um, like he obviously thought I looked really cool because he was like, "Oh, can I take pictures of your hair and stuff?" But it was really funny because he styled it, and as soon as he walked away, I like was like <laughs> messing with it. And then he came back and he was like, "Can I take a picture?" I was like, "Whoops!" <laughs> like I totally. I used to do that every single time I would go to a barber, hairdresser, whatever. Yeah. They would style my hair. And I would immediately walk out and just, like, do everything I could to put it into the way that I would usually style it. Mm. Um, But the crucial question is, did you have to make small talk? Um, Well, no, because he doesn't speak English and I didn't speak Japanese. See, that's a a win right there. Well, no, it was a bit awkward at times, actually, because he did ask me about the colouring of my hair. And I, like, fumbled my way through that to the point where I was like, no, it's just my natural colour. And he was like, oh, it's beautiful. But I think he, like, like he thought I'd coloured it because that's something else that happens a lot. Like my friend here, she has blonde hair and she gets asked all the time, when did you start dyeing your hair? Because mm. um, she has blonde hair. Yeah. But like, that's natural, you know. Yeah, I suppose. But I was very, that was, I thought that was unusual for a hairdresser to ask me that. Well, like this is hair dye, right? Or like, did you dye this yourself, kind of thing? I'm I don't like, mean yeah. you would think that they would look at it and be able to see that it was or wasn't. Mm. But way. I, d- I don't know how many other foreigners. Like, we live in such a small place. Um, you know, I don't know if any other foreigners go in there. There's very few in the area, you know. Yeah. But um, but I like I like the way it looks. Like I've restyled it myself, and but I'm quite looking forward to it growing out a little bit. I think it looks great. It looks really I'm nice. Not, I'm not fussy with my hair, so when he cut it, I was like, oh, okay, well, I don't really like it, but whatever. It doesn't mm. really matter. Yeah. One of the, that's my main advantage of, of you cutting my hair since we've been in Japan, because it's not like a, there's no thought process to having to talk to you. Mm. <laughs> but the small talk part of getting my hair cut in the UK, or anywhere else for that matter, oh, I hate it. Do you really? I just can't stand the, like, you know, so what have you been up to? What, what do you know? I just, I really don't like it. Really? I would much rather sit there and just say nothing and have my hair done for me and then leave. Aww. I don't like the, um, 
there's a lot of pretending that goes on, do you know what I mean? I guess in that so. Sort of thing. But I think a lot of women like that. Like, it's kind of a, a relief for them from yeah. their, like, daily life. And they get to go in there and have a little rant and whatever. And mm. I think a lot of women really enjoy that interaction because there was other women in there too. There was actually men in there too, which I is, is quite unusual for, like, a salon. Yeah. Um, but I think that's very normal in Japan for, like, men and women to share right. a salon because there was, like, three men in there. Yeah, usually we we have ours very much split, mm. don't we? Yeah, and I don't think the men usually cut women's hair. That's the other thing because right. there was a lot of there was a lot of women in there cutting women's hair, and then we seemed to be the only like me and my two friends seemed to be the only one mm. that had the male hairdressers, right. and they were like like open. They were like not booked basically. One of the things I don't understand about when you have your hair cut is why does the hairdresser or the start of the hair cutter mm. think that you can hear them when they've got a, a hair dryer going? Oh, that's really funny. <laughs> you got these like, like, and they're asking mm. you questions and you're like, I can't hear anything. Yeah, Just, or when you're having your hair washed. Oh, it drives me crazy. One thing I really love about Japanese hair salons is that when they wash your hair, they put this little, it's almost like a piece of tissue, like over your eyes and face. Uh, so you don't have to stare at the person washing your hair. That's good. Or like you don't know where to look or like you close your eyes awkwardly. It's like they just, they cover your face. So it alleviates that stress. <laughs> <laughs> that is the one thing I really like. That's, um, see, I think that would be useful at the dentist too mm. because I also don't like having my mouth wide open, just staring at the person the who's dentist. peering into your mouth. Yeah, yeah. How often do you think that the dentist looks at your eyes as opposed to looking at your mouth? Oh, I reckon every now and again. Really? Yeah. How awkward. Aren't we but awkward? maybe maybe not, because when I when I used to do makeup, I would notice sometimes occasionally the person I was doing makeup on would be looking at me. Hmm. Like look like locking on eyes with me. Say I was doing their lips or something like that. Their eyes would be looking at my eyes, <laughs> so I would never want to look up because then I would be like this close to them, doing their lips, and then look up and we'd just be eye to eye, like contact eye contact, which would be very <laughs> awkward. So I'm just very aware that they're looking at me. So maybe the dentist <laughs> just knows, like, oh, they're looking at me. Right. Don't look at them right now. Very interesting. I usually close my eyes at the dentist, though, because that light's so bright. It really is. quite intense, isn't it? Yeah. I might do that next time, just close my eyes instead. Mm-hmm. Might be a bit less awkward. I also had to keep my mask on when they were cutting my hair, which really? I don't think was... I don't think it was... No, I think that you did have to wear a mask, but I did see one man without a mask. Hmm. But that was quite a strange experience, because obviously I had to have my hair washed with the mask on and there was one point which was a little bit awkward he was trying to get hair from behind my ear but my mask was in the way so I tried to take my mask off to get it out and I just sort of made it worse because then when I put it back on I put the hair that was caught back <laughs> in the mouth. and he was like like he was trying to get me not to do that and I was like oh god <laughs> it was really awkward living in Japan is like there's just a series of awkward things that happen throughout the day isn't there well, yeah, when you don't speak the language. Actually, when you do speak the language, it's just it's, it's like... An, I think it's quite an awkward culture. I think that's built into their culture, an awkwardness, a, like a, a hesitance and a reluctance. That's part of their I politeness. Guess so. I guess that's the same in uh, in England too. Like We can be quite awkward at times. But, but that, I think there there's a definitely like a politeness 
to embarrassment ratio. Mm. Like if the person's embarrassed, I'm going to... Because as well, he said, like, welcome to someone coming into the shop. But I didn't see the person come into the shop. So I asked him what he'd said. And he was like, huh? And I was like, huh? And that was really awkward. Oh, no. But he wasn't... I realised he wasn't talking to me. Because this is something else that happens. Like, every, anyone that walks into, like, a shop or anything, everyone in the shop will be like, welcome. Like, you know... Yeah, that's what they say. So he said that, but very quietly. Hmm. And I thought he was talking to me. Well, that's so I was awkward. Like, I was like, kind of like, what did you say? And he was just like, huh? And I was like, huh? Oh, God, it was horrible. I was like, swallow me up. Well, that brings us nicely <laughs> on to our topic this week of customs. Yay. <laughs> so I had a conversation earlier on this week with a guy we work with, and he was quite... Um, concerned i would say about an interaction that he had with a colleague someone who was superior to him okay um and it was to do with the amount of times that you knock on the door before you enter a room and he said to me how many times is like what's the correct way to to knock on a door to sort of you know Mm -hmm. go into a new room and i must have frowned and because my immediate thought was well you just I don't even think about it. You just knock on the door and you walk in. Yeah. It doesn't really matter, does it? No, unless you're literally like... Da-da! I mean, you wouldn't like start, you'd like, you wouldn't like start like wailing on the door. No, but if you <laughs> do, they'd be like, what are you doing? <laughs> exactly. But there's no there's no standard, is there? No. I'd say like three, maybe. The, I said knock. I said two or three. That's yeah. just like, just go for it. Don't even think mm. about it. Da-da-da. Go in. Sorry to disturb. I said the most the most important thing is that you what you say and how mm. you act. You know, say sorry to disturb you. Yeah, excuse whatever. Me. Yeah. You don't rush in like a <laughs> maniac. But he, um, I think he knocked twice, and his superior was like, "Why did you do that?" No. Yeah, and he was really he was quite taken back by it. Did you see this it. happen? I didn't see. It. He just told me about it because oh, no. he was asking what was like the the. The Western standard or the international uh, standard, and I didn't know of one because mm, I don't think there is one. Mm, um, but according to what I've been reading about, there is the Japanese go on an international standard for the amount of times that you should knock during different situations. Okay. So, for example, you're supposed to knock two times uh, when you're in a bathroom to see if anyone is if the toilet is occupied or. In Japan, this is in Japan. Yeah. Okay. So you knock twice for a bathroom. You knock three times for friends and family. Okay. And four times in business situations. Oh, wow. Very particular. So he didn't know this? No, he, he wasn't aware of it. And I think he, he kind of took umbrage with it. Oh. <laughs> he said, what, what does it matter the amount of times I knock? Mm. You know. So how did he say that the person, his superior, was annoyed at him? He, he implied that the way he'd knocked was rude by asking him, what do they do abroad? What do they, you know, what's the... Oh, he asked them what do they do abroad. No, no. Oh. The guy asked him what yeah. the, how many times do they knock abroad. Uh, oh, know, asked, yeah. asked our t- teacher. Yeah, implying oh. that he was rude by the way that he'd done it. Oh, that's so bad. Yeah, really kind of strange. And it, it obviously knocked his... So, like, oh, you speak English. So, so exactly. you, you're obviously adopting the Western culture. Precisely, yeah. So yeah. how many times do they knock there then? So exactly. So he wow, asked me, that's so what's bad. the standard? And I said, there is no standard. 
which yeah. that's exactly what he thought i think you know mm. um but apparently in japanese culture that's quite particular oh wow so really four times is a standard but it makes me wonder how common that is actually mm. i've never heard of it before see if you see if you take notice of it now then yeah See, next time I go into a room, I'm going to knock four times. Or maybe I should knock twice. No, don't knock twice. <laughs> Some of the bathroom entrance. <laughs> I thought that was quite surprising. I, I didn't... That is surprising, especially that he didn't know that too. That's what made me wonder mm. how common it was, you know. Actually, but... speaking on that, can I, um, can I also... Because I had a conversation with the same person hmm. about flowers in Japan. Okay. Because for our anniversary, Jack has had bought me a bouquet of flowers that were very similar to my actual wedding bouquet flowers. Um, And some of the flowers in were exactly the same colour. And it was very beautiful and it reminded me of our wedding day and it was very thoughtful. And it was this big bouquet of flowers. And I teach a group of older ladies and I showed them the flowers just because they love flowers and they always talk about flowers. And there was one flower in particular that I didn't know the name of so I was talking to them about it and they were so impressed by the fact that you had bought me flowers <laughs> brownie points yeah and I said well it's it's kind of like custom you know like if it's like a, a big birthday or anniversary that person will tend to get a lot of flowers mm. so you know, yeah, it's pretty it's, common. It's quite common, yeah, especially on, like, Valentine's Day. And, you know, if you if you go into, like, a supermarket around any of those occasions, Mother's Day, Valentine's Day, they'll, it'll be full of flowers. Yeah. Um, and they had said that some of their husbands had never bought them flowers, oh. or maybe, like, one time. Hmm. And um, apparently it's just not really common in Japan. And more recently... They've started buying flowers, but they only really buy flowers for um, like grave sites, not really, not really for like a sign of love. Give them to one another. Yeah. So I asked um, this same person, and he said that um, he has bought his wife flowers before because he's very aware of Western culture. Mm. And has sort of tried to adopt that because he thought it was nice. And he does that with many things in his life too. Yeah. Which I thought uh, that reminded me of because you, the teacher asked him if he'd adopted that part. That way of being. Mm. Yeah, it's interesting. I, I mean, I think giving flowers is... Uh, it, it's a shame it's not widely... Mm. Wide, I, I would have thought it would be quite well, common in Japanese uh, culture, actually. Well, they had... They, I think I asked her why, like how come like her husband her husband didn't buy flowers other than it being a cultural thing, like and she said that um he thinks it's a waste because they die and that <laughs> I mean that's like a big thing here too, right? Like waste. Yeah. yeah. And also um the style of flower, the Ikebana flower arranging is very simplistic. Hmm. And a lot of things in Japanese are a very, like, um, beautiful, like, very simplistic lines, like, straight lines. And so having this huge bunch of, like, wild flowers is is not always... Seen as beautiful. Like, yeah, I think. Oh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Like, Maybe, I don't know. I guess it's different for everybody. Yeah. Because I asked different people and they said, yeah, I buy flowers, but because I'm aware, I, I'm aware of that culture. Or, no, not really, because... We have the total opposite. We, like, we see a massive bunch of flowers, like, wow! Yeah, wow, it's so expensive! huge! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I wanted to um, quickly go through some common um, traditions and... Uh, what do you call them? Cultural. Uh, what's the word? Traditions. Tradi- that's not the word I'm looking for. Cultural norms. Yes, that you get in Japanese culture. Okay. See if you've experienced them very often or you've, mm-hmm. you've been impacted by them. Mm-hmm. The first one is blowing your nose is considered as disgusting. Um, Have you ever blown your nose outright and in no, front of people? No, I think that's something I heard when I first came like to Japan not to do but I've heard many 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 people blow their nose mm, me too so I don't I really don't think that's much it would of lead a thing. me to believe that maybe it's more like but city we, we, business culture I mean but we have that too really I don't know I th- people I think, blow their nose but also it'd be nicer if they did it in another room or something you know what I mean uh, yeah I guess so. I mean I'm really not a fan of blowing my nose in front of people anyway I will actively leave maybe the room. that's why it just didn't seem not like it didn't seem it could Weird be to me. more like a personal thing. Mm-hmm. Um, next one, eating or drinking in front of a convenience store is seen as extremely juvenile and delinquent. Um, actually, I kind of disagree with that a little bit because, yes and no, like, because generally eating on the street, like while you're walking, etc. That's is, that's frowned upon, isn't it, usually? Yeah, like you shouldn't really do that. Um so I've seen a lot of people when they buy from the convenience store and they're walking around, they don't have a car, they will eat the thing outside the convenience store mm. instead of walking with it, which walking is the better option. Like to, So, like, I think the hanging around outside the front of the convenience store is probably seen as, like, It's more like the loitering rather than the yeah. actual act of eating or drinking. In yeah. yeah, but I've definitely experienced that and... um. I'll be walking down a street alone and eating something, and as soon as I see somebody else, I put it away. Yeah. Like, I hold, I, I just wait until they've gone, and then I get it back out and eat again. It's funny when you imagine, say, cities in the UK, people going to and from work mm. or in their lunchtimes, break times, people are walking around with sandwiches mm-hmm. and all sorts, aren't they? It's just mm-hmm. totally different in that respect. I quite like that, though, that they don't eat in public like mm. or, like, when they're walking because it's kind of nice. Like, you don't smell any food that you don't really like. Um, you know, imagine you're walking down or you're on the train or something, someone's eating a kebab. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's just quite, it's mm. kind of nice, actually. There's no food on the floor, no rubbish yeah, anywhere. Yeah, no, litter's a big thing, isn't it, I suppose? Yeah, so it's, it's kind of nice. Mm. I, I like it. Wearing toilet slippers. <laughs> yeah that's very common isn't it yeah japan is the land of slipper lovers indeed i think i wasn't really a take your shoes off when you go in the house kind of person mm-hmm. before i came to japan but now i will absolutely do it in anybody's home because it's very strange to me now well the more you think about it it makes you realize what you're actually doing you know tracking and stuff from outside indoors into the house yeah yeah and then you just have to clean that anyway Mm, exactly it's really strange yeah like because yeah. obviously some people like oh it's like oh it's a take your shoes off kind of house and then yeah. other people are, oh you can keep your shoes on yeah 
But in Japan, every single scenario is a take your shoes off scenario. Take your shoes off. <laughs> Even like restaurants, sometimes you have to take your shoes off. Yeah. Especially if it's like a traditional restaurant. True. So you're eating without your shoes on, sitting on a pillow. <laughs> like it's very cozy and comfortable and yeah. I like it. You know, it's it makes you feel at home. But the bathroom slipper thing. So then obviously to not track things from the bathroom into the rest of the house, you have separate bathroom slippers. I don't love them. I don't I, love I'm, the bathroom. I'm not a fan of it personally, but I can, I get I can it. understand it. Yeah. I think it's a continuation of the no shoes in the house. Yeah. Then Don't why drag would... your filth into the house. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I get it. Um, but it, it is kind of annoying because you put the sh- slippers on and then you walk to like a foot, <laughs> sit down, and then walk a foot and then take them off yeah. to sit on the toilet. and then. T- so it kind of seems a bit pointless sometimes. It's actually blown my mind the amount of times that they change things. Mm. Like they're always changing the, what they're wearing, what's on their feet. What do you mean? The in oh. in a Japanese workplace, yeah, they're always adding ties, taking ties off, going into casual wear, then going back into full suit. Yeah, <laughs> they literally have a full wardrobe at work. The appearance, sorry, yawning. How dare you yawn? The appearance is um, is very important, which mm. I also like. I think I think that's really nice that they care about their appearance. Yeah, so me too. It's nice, isn't it? Yeah, um, yeah. I've never really met someone that's like smelly or unkept no unless they're like on the street kind of person yeah but how often did you see that i've I've, like once in tokyo i've seen one guy it's very very infrequently you Mm. you see that um tipping is considered rude i mean we've never tried to tip anyone have we because we've always been aware of that fact i think um before we came there was one time i accidentally gave someone too much money and he shouted me back and he looked a bit annoyed. Caused a ruckus. Yeah, don't walk away um, before you've let them. If you give them the exact change, mm. um, you have to wait for them to say, like, thank you very much. Like, well, don't, that's, it's okay. <laughs> yeah, like, it's fine. Let them check it first. Not that, like, you wouldn't do that, but I think, you know, they have, like, the money trays. Mm. So you don't actually touch the person's hand. You never put the money into their hand. No, don't put it into the hand. Put it into the tray. They have, like, a tray... Um, and usually they have one for you giving the money and one for the change. Mm. So often they'll keep the money that you've given them there in the tray and then they'll do the change for that particular note. Yeah. So you can both see that you gave the note. They don't put it away. They're very particular on counting in front of you as well. Yeah. And, and showing other staff how many they've counted. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't think I've ever had a mistake with money. I've never ever. been given the wrong amount of change. No, ever. Never. To the point where I'll stop checking, so who knows anymore? Yeah, who knows? <laughs> um, the next um, one is noodle slurping. This is... I didn't really talk about tipping, by the way. That was just about putting money in the tray. Oh, okay. Do, do you want, have anything, How do you feel about the idea of tipping now that you don't do it in Japan? Because we, we would occasionally tip in the UK, right? Yeah, if we went to a restaurant. Yeah. yeah. How do you feel about it now? Do you think it's necessary or unnecessary? Um... I don't know because I th- I think that the the place should just pay the workers well. Like I don't think it's fair mm-hmm. that the that in America especially the waitresses and waiters they don't get paid 
yeah. enough money. They, like, de- they depend on the on the tips. So then, them. obviously, you seem like the bad person, but really, it's the it's the boss or whoever that's the bad person. They should yeah. be the ones that are paying them more money, or however the system is. I don't know why that's the case. Mm. Um, so often we tip in the UK if someone's been particularly nice or friendly or um, the food was good. Like there'll be, it won't just be like custom. If the person was rude to you, you'd absolutely wouldn't leave a tip. I think we tend to do it in large group numbers as well. You know, if yeah, the person uh, waiting on you has had to deal with like 15 people mm-hmm. or something, mm-hmm. everyone would say, well, of course we're going to tip. That's, yeah. yeah. Um, but, um, but in Japan, like, I have to say I like it because it it just alleviates that stress. And I, d- I don't like it in general. I, d- I, don't, I don't think it's fair that they maybe don't get enough or they don't enjoy that part of your job. But then, you know, if you worked in an office or something, you wouldn't get tipped, so... No, I'm not, I'm not a fan of tipping at all. I don't... I, I don't get it. I agree with you, I think. Um, yeah. Especially in America. Mm. That system irked me mm. a bit. I understand why it's in place, because yeah. of the, the wages aren't high enough. They, they have to be supported by those things, but it's still... It's not fair on them, is it? No, not really. But I like I like that it's not a thing in Japan because it just it's not um, it just takes away that confusion of like oh how much do we tip and if there's a big group of us and like it just alleviates that. Well, I would always hear that the one of the incentives for having this tipping culture was that it would encourage the the worker to work harder, right? Mm -hmm. But having lived here that disproves the theory because japanese servers and waiters they're very um they're very polite naturally they're not getting tipped any extra you know no so it kind of disproves that really but i guess the wages are higher so um yes noodle sloping how do you feel about that strange sound it doesn't bother me honestly no no it doesn't bother me like i honestly thought it would um when i read about it i was like oh like everyone slurps noodles mm. and I don't like the sound of people eating like loudly but it's not like a big thing it's really not a big thing like they they do it to kind of cool the food down more than make a big show of it yeah but when I read about it it was like oh you have to do it because you like it to show you're enjoying the food but I've never heard anyone do that to like show that they're enjoying the food mm. I think I have Oh, really? Quite often, yeah. And it, mm. it, it does bother me a little well, bit. <laughs> maybe because you're around a big group of people all the time Yeah. that eat mm. with you every day, but I don't have that. Yeah. I If I go to a restaurant, someone's probably sitting away from me yeah, doing it, and I, I'm, like, talking to you guys or, like, you know. But if you're alone and you're not talking to anybody mm. and there's, like, Everyone else in the room is Japanese, and there's like thirty people in the Japanese eat, in the Japanese in the room <laughs> eating noodles, like yeah. slurping. Then I can imagine why that would get on your nerves. Mm. But from I, I haven't I haven't really experienced it in the same way. Yeah, uh, I hear like one person doing it, and for like a minute or two minutes. I think it depends on my mood, how much it annoys me. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes it doesn't bother me too much, and other times I'm like, stop slapping. I think it doesn't annoy me because I, from what I read, it was like, oh, they're doing it to show that they enjoy the food, which could be true, but 
from my experience, people do it when the when it's hot and they're trying to cool it down. They're letting air pass at the same time as the noodle. Yeah. Which uh, doesn't irritate me because I'm like, okay, well, it serves a purpose. It's done for a reason. It's like when we <laughs> blow on we blow on soup, you know. <laughs> That's true. That could be really annoying to, to other cultures, but we're just like, yeah. but it, it's serving a purpose, right, cooling the soup down. <laughs> and it does tend to go everywhere, doesn't it? You blow too hard, it's like you, you lose half the soup from your spoon. <laughs> yeah. Or you, whatever it might be. It's like when people um, gulp tea. Uh, you don't like that, do you? No. Not a fan. Do you, like oh, do you mean when they... Um, when it's hot and they're like... They're like yeah, they yeah. do that. You don't like that? No, no. But that could be that could be something that's in our culture that, you know, could annoy other people. I think you're right, actually. But we don't really notice it. <laughs> so those are some, uh, what do you say, common cultural things that you'd mm-hmm. experience if you're in Japan. So I had a quick look at some more unusual customs that's the word customs oh <laughs> that you I find you around customs. the world okay so in Nicaragua they use their lips to point really yes this is from uh, culturetrip.com while gestures of the hand are often subject to customary variation across cultures okay thank you child for ruining my sentence there um, few can claim this phenomenon extends to contortions of the mouth. In Nicaragua, it is common to point with the lips instead of the thumb or index finger, like the majority of the world. Wow. Can I see? Do they have a picture? They don't, actually, but oh. it's... <laughs> can you just imagine how funny that must look to someone who doesn't know what's going on? Yeah. You know, seeing someone go, oh, the <laughs> I guess it'd be like that. Maybe they, they, they like, raise their head, too, at the same time. Maybe. And direct their head towards the puckering mm. of their lips. Maybe that comes from, like, I don't know, because I'm trying to think of a scenario where that would you would choose that over your using your finger and hand. I, re- I reckon that started off as code. So no, what, silent code. Do you really? Yeah. I think it was, like, because they were carrying stuff. Huh. Ah. You know how you if, you, if you, like, carrying something and mm. you go with your head, like, it's over there, it's over there, and you, like, you nod your head up. <laughs> to be like there, 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 and your eyes, you like look there, but you're not using your. Yeah, that's so true. So maybe it just you're directing with your, like, <laughs> with your lips. <laughs> that that actually reminds me of another Japanese one actually, which is at times infuriating too. Um, so when we we call someone over to us, we we turn oh, our yeah. palm towards us and we we pull our hand towards our head. Right, come over here, come here, come here. Yeah, they turn their hand the. Um, the other way, so yeah. the finger's pointing down, and then they make the motion, which yeah. looks to us like they're saying, shoo, go away. Go away. Yeah. They're actually saying, come here. Come here, yeah. It, uh, I have to do both when I'm at nursery because I can't remember which is mine now, which I do. It's easy to forget, isn't it? So now I do both. So I have <laughs> You're just my, turning your hand yeah, all I'm over like, the place. I have my hand facing up. I'm like, come here. And then I'm like, no, that's not right. And I'm like, come Turn here, have my hand facing down. <laughs> and I'm like, but that feels weird too. So then I, I like do it both. It's a nightmare. <laughs> yeah. Because, yeah, they, they it's, it's, so, it's such a subtle thing. But like if someone said, oh, what are the differences between here and Japan? Like you would never think of that one. No. But that happens, like that happens to me every week because when i'm at nursery i'm like come here like to get the kids to follow me yeah 
I'm like, oh God, which way do I do it? Is it <laughs> Where's my hand, hand facing to go? up or hand facing down? <laughs> it happens to me every week. Um, <laughs> this is one I hadn't heard of before. Spitting on the bride at weddings in Greece. Oh no. Yeah. So oh, apparently no. spitting in Greek cultures is a kind of good luck charm that's supposed to help ward off the devil. Um, apparently that's that's what they do in Greece. I wouldn't like that. Doesn't sound very nice, does it? Really? Um, they I also like do that it just for of the wedding dress, baptisms like... too. Really? Spit at the baby. <laughs> I bet. Well, I bet they haven't been able to do that recently. Maybe I need to ask our friend Justin about this. What does he know from his Greek heritage? True. Yeah. Is that true? Is that true, Justin? Let us know. Did you know? <laughs> Have you been spat on wedding relatives? <laughs> Um, September the 12th is the day of conception in Russia. Really? Yes. Uh, wow. So... That's that's in, a, that's in a few days. They have... That's next week. A dedicated... Uh, yep. Hey, Russians, get yourselves ready, because conception day. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> so they have a dedicated day that's for couples to be able to uh, procreate. What, so they have the day off? It's a public, yeah, public holiday created solely... So, solely to give couples time off from work in order to copulate in the hopes that doing so will result in pregnancy. That's brilliant. I think, yeah, that's, as I thought it would be, because of declining birth rates. they got a lot of space over there. They certainly do. They can, yeah. They can copulate away. <laughs> <laughs> they need that in Japan, actually. Yeah. They that, need that holiday in Japan yeah. because th- that's... That's a problem here. Well, they have so many public holidays, they could turn one of them oh, into... Oh, I, I love the holidays here, like Mountain Day, Respect the Elderly Day. Green Day. Green Day. Sea Day. Sea Day. So many days. They need, a, they, need, they need one They need a baby day. Yeah. Make a baby day. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to come back to this on this one on another week because I don't know anything about Groundhog Day. And from the reading... Here, it sounds much more complex than I want to just, like, dive into. You just want to spit off some random one. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I want to come back to Groundhog Day because I don't know what on earth it is. Okay. So that's for another week. Um, we've talked about tipping in the US and mm-hmm. yeah, I'm not a massive fan. Hanging out in cemeteries in Denmark. Wow. So apparently the Danes quite enjoy hanging around in cemeteries as opposed to parks. It's like they're basically their parks. I think that's quite nice. Yeah, I don't have a problem with that. You know why? Because, like, those places get really lonely and and spooky. Mm. But if you've got people constantly walking around them and, like, chatting and, oh, here with my dog and, you know, I imagine they'd be quite clean and taken care of. Apparently they are, like, they're meticulously clean. Yeah, and I bet they're quite beautiful places, like, with flowers. Like, I imagine as well in Denmark there's, like, flowers everywhere and, like nice green grass and <laughs> my image of Denmark. Very well kept. Yeah, I do, and I imagine that'd be nice, like them walking around and sitting down, reading a book and it's like the forgotten and never really forgotten then, are they? No, I agree. But and like, I think it takes away that this doomy sting that we have about death, like, you know, yeah. so... Our graveyards are like always have like fences around them and you have to open the gates to get in there and yeah. they're always really like... Like, not all of them, but a lot of them have, like, like leaves everywhere and the actual gravestones just sort of 
just rot kind of away. Become, yeah, like unlooked after, don't they? Yeah, okay. and you and you obviously you see the the odd graves with the flowers on. Yeah. Um, but it, they become quite sad, and like the grey stone as well. It's definitely. Um, I don't think we've ever lost this this very grey Victorian uh, aspect of of our thing on death in the UK. I don't think yeah. it's ever gone away. No. And I right. wish it would because you only have to look to other countries. I mean, I immediately think of like Mexico. But now, oh, obviously, gosh, the Danes yeah. are, are pretty, you know. I imagine it would be colourful, but it might not be. <laughs> I just imagine it no, like from that. What I've, from what I've read, these cemeteries are extremely well kept and they're very oh, beautiful too. That's nice. So, um, The ones in Japan, um, I think they're nice too. Yeah, they're well, kind, I, kind of plain looking. Still, like, still calming though. I wouldn't say they've got a, a bad atmosphere mm, about them. Or, no, yeah. the stones are... Or sadness. Um... The stones are like blocks, like big rectangular blocks. What's yeah. that shape? Um, Why don't I know the name of that shape? Like a big cuboid. Is that what it's called? <laughs> cuboid. <laughs> Sounds like you so. made that up. <laughs> it's, it's a, I think it's a cuboid. Oh, that's funny. Anyway, yeah. Um, very and ang- they're usually blocks. they're usually very small as well. Hmm. The area I don't know if that's because they're particular families, and usually they're in the middle of fields somewhere. They use a lot of black marble on the gravestones in Japan. Really? Mm, I thought they were grey. Well, grey and black. I've noticed that they oh, seem right. to be very cast in a very particular kind of stone. Um, but I agree that I wouldn't say that they are. They don't have negative atmospheres about them. Maybe in noticed. the bigger cities because they're sort of crammed in, but out here in the countryside that you'll just be driving along and there'll be like a graveyard in the field and mm. there's no like how there's no church obviously, but there's no like no buildings around it usually. <laughs> it's just out in the open. Yeah, absolutely. Um sometimes there's like a little shrine or something mm. nearby. And last one before we end the podcast is pointing with the thumb in Malaysia. Oh, right. So um, that's what they do in Malaysia as opposed to using the index finger, which they find incredibly, they find it quite rude Yeah, or I offensive. think that's the same in Japan too, Jack. Because if you notice, they they use their whole hand, their whole hand to gesture. Yeah, palm. Palm out, out yeah. yeah, here. Mm. They, I don't ever, very, I don't think I've ever seen anyone I point. don't remember the last time I pointed at someone. For that reason. Yeah, they, they use their whole palm. And the reason I know that is because when we went to Disneyland in Tokyo for the first time, that was one of the things that was said, yeah. that they don't point at people. They If you want to go somewhere, they'll gesture with their whole hand, the yeah. palm of their hand. So, Pointing is a little bit aggressive, isn't it? I suppose when you think about it, it's a bit like, yeah, it's like jabbing I someone with an invisible is, yeah. But I don't know weapon, why. Like you... Yeah. Because it can be, I mean, that's what it's used for sometimes, and it? it can be used in quite a, a nasty way. Mm-hmm. So separating the two amongst other cultures would be tough. Yeah. Use my th- I find it strange to use my thumb, though. Unless someone was standing to the side of you, pointing straight ahead with your thumb seems a bit... <laughs> yeah, it's over there. I guess <laughs> also, it's fine. Your thumb's always behind you as well, most of the time when you're pointing. You know, I mean, that's a bit like, yeah. you do it that way. I wonder if they have another name for the thumb. In Malaysia. Because in Japan, it's still a finger. Oh, yeah. Just another finger. Which, actually, this happened yes, 
yesterday, um, no, the day before yesterday, I have a student who's quite advanced. Yeah. Um, she's right. She's like every week she writes down words that she doesn't know and then translates them mm -hmm. like we do it together. And she's translating words like um, executive meetings and stuff like that. And I looked through the words that she'd chosen and she chose thumb. <laughs> and I was like, you don't know what a thumb is? And she was like, no. Right. And, like, I told her that, like, these are thumbs and the rest are fingers. And I said, in Japan, she was like, yeah, no, they're all fingers. And it was just really, it was just weird that she had all these, like, really advanced words and then thumb. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny, isn't it? Yeah. That really is a big uh, cultural difference. <laughs> just something you don't really think about, like... You yeah, I mean, you do. If you look at your hands now... I think it's weird that we have a separate name for it. That's what I mean. I'm looking at my hands now, and I don't see my thumb as this part as the same part. No, it's, it's divided from the rest of the fingers. It's its own thing. It's like the fingers have got mutiny against the uh, yeah. thumb. Anyway, <laughs> thumb. It's one of our weird customs. And I told her like thumbs up and thumbs down. Mm. That's why it's like thumbs up and thumbs down. And she was like, oh. Yeah. Like she just thought that gesture was called thumbs up and thumbs down, not the actual thumb facing up. Like the thumb had nothing to do with it? You mean? No, the gesture was just called thumbs up. <laughs> I was saying. <laughs> like, no, your thumb is actually up. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, on that note, we will end the podcast. Okie pokey. I hope you've enjoyed listening to our uh, talk about customs mm -hmm. across the world. Mm-hmm. Just goes to show that we all have some pretty strange ones, wherever you're from. Um, you can hear brand new Our Weird Life episodes every Sunday at 6pm Japan Standard Time. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at Our Weird Life Pod. Be part of the Owl Commune. Twitty. See, I remembered this week, Joe. Because I gave you a look. I was like, don't forget. <laughs> don't forget the Twitty. <laughs> um, and... Yeah, we, we uh, hope you have a wonderful week. And to aid you <laughs> during every day of this week, you are treated to Jodie's... Rev revolutionary, revelationary statement. I almost said revolutionary then. Revelatory statement. <laughs> That's what I said, revolutionary, revelationary. I know. Jodie. Yes. <laughs> what you got for us this week? Um, I'm a little tired this week. I've got to say, I'm going to be completely honest. I had a nap yesterday midway through the day and I had a nap today midway through the day. I don't know what's going on. I think it's the season changing. So I don't feel very, like, sparkly. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So this isn't going to be a sparkly one. Everyone went, boo. Boo his boo. There's no <laughs> flair. Um, but I think it's just to do with what we were talking about. Um, be open to adopting other people's customs. Because if they can see that you're trying and you're trying not to be rude, um, then that in itself is... It gives you... A, yeah. Makes things easier, doesn't it? Yeah. And... But if after they've told you, like, oh, you shouldn't really do that, it's not... It's kind of rude. Just, you know, forewarning. You shouldn't really do that. And then you do it anyway, continuously. Then <laughs> don't be surprised if people just don't like you. <laughs> like they're like, stop pointing at the children. You're like, come here. <laughs> like, don't be surprised. That's yeah. all. 
Okay, on that note, we will end the podcast. Thank you very <laughs> much. We'll see you next week with a brand new episode. Fairly well. Fairly well. Goodbye. Bye.